Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Tales of Terramere. My name is Mike Dones. I am your host and GM for the duration of this all-new live play D&D Longshot. Uh, in addition to some of our regular cast members featuring the mysterious Justin Kirkwood and the lovely Hannah and I, we have our GM from our regular campaign, Wes Ford, joining us in the player's seat. Oh, yeah. Give it up for Wes. Uh, for <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I will say this is extremely cool for me. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Wes. <laughs> looks so relaxed. Yeah. Uh, thanks yeah. for tuning in, everyone. Uh, this is going to be a limited series um, of episodes taking a closer look at the conflicts within the Demarian Empire as we follow another unlikely party of new characters. Uh, just remember, you can find all of our episodes by visiting us at talesofterramere.com. We stream on Twitch every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you subscribe, possibly for free, with your Amazon Prime account, You'll get access to uh, custom emotes, ad-free viewing, and much more. And um, a big thank you to those of you who are actually already doing that. We really appreciate that support. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on uh, YouTube and listen to select recordings of the stream uh, on our podcast. Just uh, if you do that, remember to leave us a like and or subscribe, preferably both. That We would really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we also have a bunch more content available on all our socials, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Facebook under the handle Tales of Terramere. Uh, so check out all of that good stuff. And I think that's all Ooh. the rigmarole. Is that right? Did I miss anything? You guys ready? We're good. I'm ready. Let's, think go. We're good. Go. Okay. Let's get right into our new adventure in Tales of Terramere, Veiled Threats. The Domarian Empire has ruled most of Eastern Galatalon for over two centuries, maintaining order through its powerful military and its rigorous policy uh, of religious and magical restriction. Emperor Veladrin Milankovitch has reigned for over 200 years and his iron will has not diminished, rewarding unwavering loyalty and swiftly punishing insolence and failure. He's developed a totalitarian rule that reaps heavy taxes and looms over society with that military presence that only grows stronger with proximity to the capital of the city of New Domar, the capital city of New Domar. And through his heavy-handed approach, the empire ensures the safety of the populace from foreign enemies, terrible dangers that wander the wilds, and lingering evils that steep from the scars of the battle, infamous battle of Spell and Blade. 
that war has already been over for some generations, but it's that mix of fear mongering and constant propaganda that grants the empire almost total social control over its peoples and its territories. And so we begin in the heart of the city of New Domar. The afternoon sun hangs high in the air, casting a revealing light on the busy streets below. The throngs of citizens are going about their daily lives, uh, traders bartering goods at the market square, uh, nobles and politicians exchanging gold and favors, and pious worshipers entreating blessings from one of the many gods approved by the empire. And sitting proudly above them on gallant white horses, the Marian knights maintain peace over the sea of people, their gleaming valiant armor like beacons of protection and safety. Their order, founded here in New Domar, predated the empire itself. And once they were heralded as defenders of the weak, protectors of the realm, and champions uh, of righteousness. But like anything over time, that luster began to dull and even tarnish by the comfort of unchallenged power. Rumors of civil unrest do rise beyond mere mutterings from time to time. Those that rebel often find themselves immediately executed or in chains long forgotten in some dungeon. The Demarian citizens are constantly led to believe that the true threat is arcane magic and the arcanists that can control it. Conversely, Emperor Milankovitch celebrates divine magic, the power granted by the gods, but he decides by rule of law which deities are approved uh, for worship while prohibiting others. What does that really say except that he grasps his fist tightly around those so-called freedoms as well? Those who are found to practice the arcane arts, possessing innate abilities or even enchanted items or heirlooms are found guilty on the spot. Swift judgment is often decided and delivered then and there by the Demarian Knights who have been instrumental in the empire's expansion and its expulsion of arcane magic. There are so many questions without answers, just blind acceptance as it is an unspoken norm that digging for those deeper truths ends up in severe punishment. This society, this society thrives, but no one is really safe from the underlying machinations of the emperor. Our perspective of this mighty city looking outside in starts from above and now slowly focuses on one of the streets below. We see a small wagon pulled by a horse trotting in the opposite direction of where the casual tide of most others are walking. And at the reins sits a smallish hooded figure quietly focusing on the street ahead. Behind him on the wagon bed, sitting silently amongst several large keg barrels and assorted crates is another person, taller and also with their hood deeply drawn, concealing all features. The wagon heads towards what could be considered the less glamorous part of town. There's always one in the city. Passing a group of knights, uh, roughly rounding up several peasants and lining them along the street. Uh, shouts indicating that they've found or at least have accused these people of being arcanists. And before traveling out of an earshot, several screams of pain and terror are abruptly silenced. The figure in the back remains silent and only those with the highest perceptions could see that the driver shaking their head ever so slightly, perhaps in lament. And a few minutes later, this wagon 
makes a turn and comes to a halt in front of a tavern with a sign displaying a picture of a blue duck. The driver jumps down and calls out to the figure in the back. Oi, help me carry some of these inside, yeah? It'll look sus less suspicious. Uh, Wes, why don't you tell us about what your character looks like and how they respond? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, wow. Um, you see very... A man under six feet tall, very thin, rail thin, um, almost uh, with these jaunt cheeks that are covered by this long, dirty blonde beard. Um, behind his hood is uh, this sort of shock of dark, dirty blonde hair that goes back in this waviness that he kind of greases back a little bit. Um, he's got this sort of serious look about him, uh, shifty eyes that if you probably saw him at first glance, um, you might not fully trust him. But there's, with you know, a longer gaze, there's something more to this, to this man. Um, he has um, dark clothing that seems to be dirty and tattered. He's worn for a long time. Um, and these sort of old uh, black boots that are scuffed. And he has this sort of newer glove, black leather glove on his right hand. And uh, he gets up and starts to help move the bodies. Boxes. No, boxes. boxes. Sorry, I thought you said bodies. There we go. Uh, bodies come later. Yeah. Okay. Boxes, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move you guys to the map, shall we? God, to put you down. Can you uh, drop yourself on the uh, bottom left of the map, please? Bottom left. Just west. So, just west. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, he also has these slightly pointed ears that show uh, a little bit of elven heritage. Perfect. I'm gonna drag it. Yep, you're good. Cool. Okay. And this other guy's gonna join you. Open up the door and head in the sun. The pair enters the dimly lit tavern. And though it's in the middle of the day, the surrounding buildings preventing the natural prevent the natural light from making uh, uh, excuse me the surrounding buildings prevent the natural light from bathing the front of this particular street. But even so, once inside, you still see that the shutters are drawn. Uh, Wes, go ahead and make a perception check with advantage, actually. Oh, cool! First roll first in the roll. game. First roll. Perception. Two sixteens, fantastic! Uh, more than enough. You could swear that when you first walked up, that the windows were open with warm light pouring out the front. Uh, but your talent and your gifts make you realize that this is actually an illusion. 
concealing the shutters that are actually closed once you get inside. And as you look around, you see an inviting space, but very few people. Sitting by the fire is a gnome stoking the embers. Her hands are moving towards a pair of swords as she, that she carries as her attention is immediately turned towards you when you walk in, as does the attention of a giant dire white dire wolf sitting behind her, its head kind of peeking up over her. And a moment passes before they see the halfling that came in with you, and they, uh, they both stand down. There's another lone figure. You think it's a tiefling sitting at the table uh, off to the side, uh, one of the big tables there, accompanied by a flagon made out of some large horn. And you're a little startled as you see, uh, you suddenly notice a Goliath little startled as you uh, see a Goliath uh, towering over you. Uh, appearing out of nowhere. And it's a wonder you didn't see him before. He uh, stares at you silently with his arms crossed. And you kind of figured that maybe he's the bouncer of this place. You also see an elf in white robes on the couch next to the fire. He seems a little out of place. And with your quick glance, you note that he has a symbol of coral on around his neck. The halfling you came in with, Revel. You know him from your time with some of the less distinguished people in the city, given your background. Uh, he walks up to the bar and hops onto the seat, and he just casually greets the human male and the female half-elf leaning on opposite sides there. And the woman looks at him and says in a stern, stern tone, you're late. She's tall and attractive with long brown hair, wearing a blue shirt embroidered with gold designs. Uh, gold designs, uh, long leather gloves and boots, and a simple, just basically a simple, unassuming outfit. I don't know what you want me to tell you, Star. The nights are all over the place today. We passed a few shaking down some arcs just down the street. Those poor bastards. And Rebel, Rebel, he takes the uh, the flagon of ale that the bartender set in front of him and takes a long swig. Something's going down. I'm really agitated today. Uh, the bartender fills up another flagon of ale. Any motions to you, Wes, uh, to come over? <clears throat> Just set that down right here. And he kind of slaps the bar and he uh, hands you the uh, the flagon. Take it silently and cross over. Yeah, uh, looks at Revel and he says, this the guy? And in the middle of his drink, Revel uh, puts on his thing. He's like, <clears throat> yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, this uh, this is uh, me mate, Kalidor. Kalidor, uh, these are the, the people that I work with. <laughs> work is it? The bartender says. I I got him here, didn't I? Uh, the bartender sort of shakes his head and he says, uh, I'm Royce. And he like wipes his hand on his apron and he puts it out to shake your hand. He nods over to the, uh, the half-elven lady on the side. This is Star. 
Greetings. Nice to meet you. I suppose this is the time I give you a tip. I um, procure a silver coin and flick it into the tip jar. And it goes... That's my dream, actually, <laughs> actually cast Minor Illusion to make it look like that really happened, but I didn't actually give a coin. Okay. Little did they know. <laughs> oh, that's not necessary. This one's on the house. Uh, have a seat. Across the way there, the half-elven lady, I actually have a picture of her here. She looks at you up and down cautiously for a moment and says, Kaladar, is it? That's right. Kaladar Tricksilver. Kaladar Tricksilver, huh? And what's your trade? I kind of look to Rebel for, uh, be like, is it safe to sort of talk openly? He's just... look. <laughs> yeah, you're good, man. We're all friends. I, uh, <laughs> I specialize in uh, espionage and burglaries for my clients. You need something taken from a house, I'm your guy. Hmm. Okay. Well, Calidor, sorry about this. Uh, you are suddenly grabbed from behind. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, by and a, jet, a giant hefty hand that smells of dirt and oil, old ale is clasped over your mouth as you are dragged uh, towards the corner of the tavern. I'm going to do that right now. Shit. Uh, it's, it's, oh, this, this thing that's holding you is, its strength is overwhelming. And you figure that it's the, uh, the Goliath behind you. Uh, your eyes are frantically darting around and nobody moves or reacts. Not even Ravel, who you are staring down at his lowered head as if to somehow like gain his attention, but, um, he doesn't look up. And then Star calmly walks over to you and looks you in the eye. Keep quiet and you won't be harmed. Understand? What the hell is this all about? Uh, you gonna make any trouble for us? Depends. Am I gonna get out of here alive? If you cooperate. Tell me what you want. We're good. Just sit tight. She looks over her shoulder and she gives the cleric a nod, a, a sort of a, a signal. And the cleric comes over here and um, he almost looks a little nervous too. And even when he cuts to you, even though you're like, held by this giant Goliath. He sort of kind of like nods to you as well. And Star says, okay, do it. And the uh, the cleric begins to cast a spell. You can go ahead and roll an Arcana check if you'd like. Yes. Uh, 
nine. Ooh. You're not exactly sure what he's doing, but what I need you to do now is I need you to roll a charisma save. Oh no. Four. Excellent. Uh, you feel uh, a wash of the magic uh, over you. Uh, you are now under the influence of a zone of truth spell. <laughs> and Star okay. looks at you again uh, and says, Now then, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and your fate will be decided on how you answer. You got it? Yeah. The pressure of the glass hand relaxes off of your head and moves to your throat instead, and the other arm is still kind of holding you firmly in a, a sort of a body lock. What is your true name? Calador. Calador Tricksilver is my real name. Are you an Arcanist? Yes. What kind? Illusionist. Do you have any love for the Empire? Fuck no. Do you currently or have you ever been in league with any of the anyone in the Empire or any of his associates? Yes. Really? How? Actually, can you repeat that question one more time? Do you currently... <laughs> can you repeat the question? <laughs> Do you currently or have you ever been in league with the Empire or any of its associates? Ah. Uh, through employment, yeah. Is that right? In what manner? Various clients, believe it or not. There are those in your own ranks who are corrupt. Not my ranks. Has the Empire ever wronged you? Of course. How? Taking a deep breath but having to answer is like really painful. Killed my mother. Why are you here? To leave. To leave the empire. Who else knows you're here? kind of looks over to Revel. Star, gra <laughs> Star grabs your face with her gloved hand and stares you down. Are you planning to betray us? If I have to. But not to the Empire? I just want to get out of here. She looks at you for a moment, staring hard at you. 
All right. He's clear. At least for now. Let him go, she says. And she uh, confidently strides back to the bar. Uh, the cleric also drops the Zone of Truth spell. And um, it kind of awkwardly, again, sort of like nods at you and then goes back to where he was sitting. Uh, you're also kind of rubbing your neck just from how hard the uh, the Goliath was uh, grasping you and he claps you on the back as he, uh, you know, a little too strong for his own good, maybe yours too, and he goes back to where he was as well. I'm also really, I'm pretty frail too, so that, that kind of <laughs> rocks me harder than he probably thinks. And then I also give him a, a, a death gaze as he walks away. He doesn't notice as he... Uh probably already walked right past you as you're doing that. And by this time, Rebel has actually sat up and looked in, up in his seat and his elbows are on the bar and he says, sorry about that, mate. Can't be too careful, especially with this operation. I think kind of slowly, but then seeing that it's, they're off of me, go back and grab my flag and just take a heavy drink uh yes turns back to star after you get your drink and he says as i was saying we might have to hold off a little longer those nights are really close by well this is going to throw off our whole schedule the main gate will be crowded by the time we get there and hear a, a sort of a mousy voice he say maybe we we should just wait another day and it's coming from this elven cleric over by the fire star says we can't this latest group is she kind of pauses and she looks over at uh calador and looks over at the figure by the table over here and says they're too high risk to hold off any longer it has to be today and Revel kind of looks up from his drink and he says, uh, group, who else? I thought it was just Kalidor. Well, that one over there, she motions to the uh, tiefling at the table over here drinking their ale. And Revel sort of turns towards you and says, oh yeah, uh, well, what's, what's your story, mate? And uh, at this point, Justin, could you please describe your character and how they react? Yeah, so just a tiefling, um, pretty average height, with uh, just blank white eyes, makes him really inscrutable. He's got a little bit of a smirk as he looks over at what's been going on with uh, Kalidor. Drinking uh, drinking his ale with a little bemused look on his face. Wearing pretty nice studded leather armor, like uh, almost noble quality. Beautiful horn. Beautiful horns. <laughs> uh, Rebel looks at you and says, well, speak up. What's your deal? Uh, hey, you spill the beans too, huh? You don't have uh, any complicated motives. I know I don't. I just want to get the hell out of the Empire. Yeah, where are you from? I guess it doesn't really matter where I'm from. All that matters is where I'm going. Hell away from here. 
You look familiar. Do I know you? I don't know. Not sure if I want to answer that question. And he looks a little closer and he's like, oh, yeah. I know you. Tygon, isn't it? I think he is. Hey, he's back. Yeah. All right. Now he says, Tygon, right? (laughs) He's out. All right. We lost Justin. Yeah. Can you hear us, Justin? Yeah, that's me. I mean, aren't you from around these parts? Yeah, you know the big house on the pond? Or what was the big house on the pond? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's you? That was, oh, it's no longer there. It's been burnt to the ground. But uh, I'm the only one of my family left in the ponds. Try not to mention it. I'm not that popular around here. You might have just tested the fact that my house is burned to the ground. Oh, yeah. That's right. I I heard about you. Tygon Opond, right? Yeah. I heard about you and all that uh, nasty business, for sure. And you're coming with us, huh? If you're getting out of here, then I'm with you. I don't really care what you're up to, good or bad. He kind of shakes his head and he says, shame, really? Having to risk our necks for someone who's uses their gifts that way, what your family has been up to. You're the type that the Empire is always going on all about, giving us a bad name. But I guess what are we going to do, you know? I guess we're all in this together, ain't we? He kind of turns away from you and takes another swig. Trust me, you'd rather have me along than not. More capable than I look, maybe, for a rich kid. I believe you. I'll take you over any of the of the Demarian Knights. You hear the meek voice of the cleric again to speak out I'll, 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 I'll never understand why are we helping someone who uses their powers like that um, and he looks at you looking back at him and he kind of shies away at that and uh, Star says because Lucas the Demarian Empire hasn't given us a choice the magic itself is true neutral. It's not right or wrong, good or evil. And you are right to reserve your judgment for those who wield it. But for now, she kind of glances at Revel. Yeah, we are all in this together. And I don't mean every, I don't, and I mean everyone. Not only do they persecute anyone who touches the weave, they're using it as an excuse to wrest control over anyone under the guise of our protection. They paint us as threats. And yes, there are some arcs that are, and she kind of shoots you a fierce glance, Tygon. But you've seen them arresting or even executing people in the streets from children 
children who don't even understand their abilities to others who have none, maybe protecting their loved ones that do. And not always. I've seen them do it for fun. And they weren't threats, they're innocents. Caught in the crossfire of Milankovitch's uh, nefarious agenda. We can't let this reign of terror continue, but we can't fight it head on, not here. We can't give them a reason to prove them right. They're afraid of us. The unknown, and Rebel kind of slaps his hand down and says, they should fear us. And he says that a little loudly and Star responds by saying, but they shouldn't have to. That's not who we are. We have a responsibility to protect those who will never have our gifts, but are forced to pay for our existence with their lives. And we have a responsibility to preserve every bit of our canon we can, because the Knights will, just like the lives of our loved ones, will take it away, take it all away if we let them. And there will be a time when people like him will be the only person who knows about what he does. And should this purge find more success than failure, we are still enacting a slim chance that some of that knowledge will survive, and then it'll never truly die. Rebel takes a second and just says, okay, so two wanted men, that's hardly a group. And at that point, the sudden sound of a door closes from, uh, from above silences everybody downstairs. And a long hesitant pause is followed by slow, delicate, but deliberate footsteps announcing the arrival of another figure that cautiously emerges at the top of the stairs. Um, Hannah, could you please describe your character as I move her to the left side of this tavern? Yeah. Um, so you see a female human woman in her early 40s. She stands about five foot three inches. She has fair skin, long light brown hair that's tied into a, like a low ponytail. Um, for jewelry, she has some small gold earrings uh, and a long gold amulet with the shape of Titar symbol on it. Um, and she has several gold bracelets on both of her wrists. She has an oval face, high cheekbones, and light brown eyes and she's wearing elegant riding clothes. A long sleeve fitted brown vest, a pristine white button up shirt, leather gloves embroidered with small designs and fitted dark brown pants. Um, in one of her arms she's carrying a thick deep purple cloak ornate with gold yellow needling and she has long um, mid-thigh brown leather riding, riding boots. There's a slight breeze that goes right through her hair and <laughs> you notice i'm casting present dictation oh okay that's not a <laughs> does it come down like dream weave that's a present dictation and then like, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry it just goes off sometimes uh, uh, <laughs> and i throw you a curveball here and there uh hannah as you come down the stairs uh, and let me know if you can control your character or not, because I dragged her on there. Um, your eyes scan the room at the others, but catches the other cleric almost shying away in the corner of this couch. Uh, and you also notice the symbol of Coralon around his neck. You met him, 
when you arrived just the night before they when they interrogated you too it was for sure an unexpected and jarring situation having experienced firsthand what you had believed was an exaggerated rumor of the things that the arcanists went through to weed out any spies uh, who would report them to the authorities and now that you're on the other side of it you can see that they were paranoid and for good reason what's even more astonishing to you though is that of the cleric's presence just being around all of these arcanists you thought it was blasphemous to the divine and helping them was actually punishable by death could you give me a history check please yeah You recognize him, and his name is uh, Brother Lucas Goldfall. He's an elven acolyte of Coralon within the city. Great role. Yeah. You had heard about how he was gravely injured by Demarian knights while trying to prevent them from taking his brother, uh, an arcanist whom he had hidden within the temple of Coralon. A closer look would reveal that his right ear, perhaps at one time was gracefully pointed, is now horribly torn uh, and jagged. Permanent damage not even his god could or would heal. For a brief moment, you start to get lost in your thoughts, wondering if that happened during the altercation with the knights or when he returned from his reconditioning. Either way, he apparently had never been the same since and your attention snaps back now and there is a notable noticeable weight in the atmosphere as you can feel all eyes staring at you as you slowly descend the stairs to join the rest um and are you wearing you said you were wearing your titar amulet out yes she has it proudly displayed okay great uh where do you uh move out you can go ahead and uh, proceed to where you're going to sit um she'll move forward to the uh, bar where she sees um, Vistel sitting. She's kind of looking for a seat where maybe no one else, not Vistel, sorry, Star is at. She's going to go stand next to the star. Oh, okay. And as you you walk past Revel, this uh, little halfling, this little seedy looking halfling, he notices you walk by and he goes, oh, hello, dearie. Looking for some company? Star says finally. She's the other passenger. Oh, well, about time we had another woman on this trip. Star is way too serious and doesn't even like blokes anyways. And Serafina over there, <laughs> she's already in love. Uh, the gnome you see by the fireplace shoots him a, a dirty look in which he responds kind of like a, you know, a mocking-ish kind of smile. <laughs> Then he notices your amulet and says, what is she doing here? And after a moment, Star says, she's coming with us. Er? That's a cleric of Titar. She is. And you can see his face getting really red. He's getting really angry. You know damn well we can't trust her, her or any of the Titar flock. She'll turn us, turn on us as soon as we get to the gates. We vetted her, Revel, okay? She's okay, at least for now. 
Is she an arc? Tell me, girly, you some sort of sorceress disguised as some spoiled pompous priestess? You can tell he's a little bit agitated by your presence. She looks at him and then slowly turns away and looks at Star and she's like, is this the group you've put together? It's the only group we have. It's going to be one of our last runs and you just happen to come us come at us uh, just in time. So if you want to get out of here, it's going to have to be this group. And your eyes also kind of see the tiefling sitting at the table near where you're standing as well. She looks at everyone in the room. She's kind of like, <sighs> doesn't say anything. The star turns back to Rebel and says, she's a special case. It's best we don't talk about it, but know that it's imperative that we get her out of New Domar, out of the kingdom. Rebel, this one's important. No, this, this is a bad idea. Hey, you, look at me. I don't trust you. You give us up, I'll stick my dagger right in your fucking heart. She's like, that's enough, Rebel. And at that point, you actually hear the front door slam open. And those of you that can actually have, that have a, a view of it, see that the Goliath uh, moves out of the way almost, almost immediately. And... Um, kind of takes you uh, back because he's so big and he's supposed to be the bouncer. He moves out of the way and in comes three, three figures. Where is my notes? <laughs> Moving inside is a Demarian knight and two guards. And everybody kind of goes quiet, but Royce quickly responds, uh, come in, come in. Uh, can I get you boys anything? And they stop at the front arch here and they survey everyone in the room. Uh, eyes catching uh, Vestile as well. Or sorry, your character. Uh, Hannah, you're, you actually know this knight and he knows you. His name is Sir Killian Meganti, and he comes in for daily worship at the Ty Temple of Tytar, and you've seen him on duty several times for the many noble functions that you and your family has attended during your time in the city. Um, you recognize him, but he hasn't quite quite seen you yet. Um, what do you want to do anything in particular? Um, she, when she notices him, she'll just kind of she turns around and faces the, the other wall so that he can only see the back of her head. She's kind of hiding a little bit behind Star. That's great. Give me a stealth roll, please. Ooh, okay. Uh, 19? God damn it. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is going great. This is going great. Um, for you guys. Uh, they kind of scan the room. Uh, they almost look like without even rolling an insight or anything, you guys, and you guys just know what their deal is. They are looking for trouble. 
and they look around and uh, uh, they even see um, the tiefling at the table over there. One of the guards comes around to the table and says, uh, oh, I, I didn't know you served their kind in here. <laughs> Not without a leash anyways. <laughs> and they all kind of laugh as they kind of descend on the table. One of them over here, the one that comes closer to you, uh, Tygon, grabs your flagon of ale and uh, drinks it and gulps it down, like locking eyes with you the entire time. I cast Prestidigitation on it really quick to make it taste like absolute garbage. Uh, what is the deal with Prestidigitation? Is there a somatic component? What is it? Uh, material, uh, somatic, verbal? It is verbal and somatic. Okay, you give me a stealth roll, please. I will. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Come on, I actually have ranks in this. 21. <laughs> Mike the TM is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, he's drinking it, and halfway through, he goes. Pff, pff. And uh, actually spits it all over Tygon. He's like, <laughs> and I like, I'm not even looking, just like kind of my head's down, kind of smiling a little bit. He turns towards Royce and he says, You serve this, Swill? No wonder he comes in here and drinks to drink. And he kind of throws it down across the table and uh, kind of staring it down. Uh, the knight looks over at Royce and says, You want me to get rid of him for you? He's like, uh, and he kind of gives Royce a look. And Hannah, your your character, Bastille, uh, knows this look that the knight is giving Royce. And you've recognized this look. He's looking for any excuse to drag all of these people out into the streets. And everybody sort of like holds their breath and Royce is like, no, 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 he's a, he's a paying customer. He, he's all right. He's not causing any trouble. I, I, I don't want any trouble. You know, he's, and the knight turns back to him and says, are, are you sure? So we can take him right out of here. It's like, no, he, he's, he's fine. He's just, I don't want any trouble. Vestel will quickly whisper to Star. She says, is the teeth part of our group? Teeth. She kind of shakes her head. Yeah, he's coming with us. <sighs> he kind of, she does a double take like. <laughs> um, Suppose you don't have anything against half elves. Yeah. I hope not. Just uh, looks you up and down. <laughs> uh. One of the other guards stands around. He kind of does a double take at Revel, who looks like a child drinking a large flagon of ale. And he's just like, you know, uh, mocking him as well. Uh, this other guard, too, looks back at Star. Um, and it's pretty uh, clear that he's intimidated by her because she's just standing there with her arms crossed, almost helping the cell hide as well. And the knight turns, finally turns towards Royce and says, uh, well, that'll be a hundred. That'll be a hundred gold. A uh, hundred uh, for what? Uh, inspection fee, of course, plus protection. 
Royce closes his eyes and is reaches under the counter and he produces a heavy pouch of what sounds like coins and slaps it on the bar. The one guard comes back around and scoops it up. He takes the empty, the other stein from Revel and he drinks it and takes the, the pouch and he says, yep, that's right. Well, there's nothing else. I guess we'll just best be on our way, huh? Uh, the knight turns back to Royce and says, you sure? You don't want us to get out of here. We're rounding up a bunch of people right now. It's like, no, you're, you're fine. Please, please just, please leave my customers alone. This one is staring you down, Tygon. He's looking at you. And then he just walks away. Enjoy the taste of tiefling saliva in your mouth. Oh, what was that? Tygon just takes another drink. <laughs> That's right. And uh, the three, <laughs> three leave just as, uh, as suddenly as they came. And as soon as the door closes, Star turns to everyone. We have to leave now. Uh, Royce pulls out a small bundle from under the bar and he hands it to her. And who in turn takes out a bunch of like a bundle of papers and hands papers to each of you, Tygon, Kalidor, uh, and Bastel. Um, these are your travel documents. They'll ask for these at the gates. Look at the names, the occupations, and the final destinations. They might question you as we're checked through. So please uh, uh, take a good look, perhaps memorize them. Security has been tight, so be ready for anything. And again, just Make sure you know the information on those papers. It will be leaving shortly. Do you have any other questions? And yes, Vestel, the tiefling is coming with us. So be it. All right. You all have a few more minutes. Uh, we're going to get preparations underway. Uh, Revel downs the rest of his flagon, and then he downs another full one immediately burps really loudly and he wipes his face as he hops off the stool all right i'm gonna freshen up the horse and pull the wagon around and he starts to leave he gives you a nod calador um which actually i don't even see where you are, where are you, oh you're over there okay yeah he gives you a nod calador and then he shoots shoots a vestal a, a really dirty look as he uh as he goes outside And after he leaves, um, Lucas uh, comes up to you, Vestal, uh, almost timidly, kind of like taps you on the shoulder. He says, don't, don't, don't mind him. When his sis sister was beaten by knights, uh, clerics refused to help her and to heal her. Titar clerics specifically, as the temple was right there. She wasn't even an Ark, and she died shortly after. It took him weeks to even trust me, and I, I, I'm not completely, completely sure that he does. But Lucas, thank you for sharing. But 
I don't know that I could trust the story of a man like that. I'm sure our clerics had their reasons. Of course. Uh, they thought she was an arc, Hennist. You know the rules. Exactly. I don't agree with the killing. I don't exactly think that we know best, or at least better than the Empire, do we? I guess it all depends. Sometimes we, we don't really have a choice. He kind of nods and uh, slinks away back next to the fire. And um, as he uh, sits back down, you see that the gnome uh, and the, the dire wolf also get up. And she says, okay, uh, if you guys are leaving soon, we'll go on ahead. We'll meet you uh, once you're clear of the, of the city. Be careful. She starts to head out too. And as she's heading out, you hear Royce uh, say, tell your boyfriend I said hi. And she gives her, he gives her, her a big smile as she's leaving. And you can see without even rolling a perception uh, that she turns beet red. He, she says, she, he's not my boyfriend. And she sort of exclaims and um, she kind of like rushes out. And it's funny because the dire wolf is, it doesn't look mean at the time right now. He's just kind of like looping lo uh, out after her and she leaves with him. And then as soon as she leaves, Star's like, why do you, why do, you do that? Uh, because she really likes him and he likes her. Does she know that? Nope. I'll let them figure that out themselves. Come on, Star, it's just some fun. With all this going around and going on, it's nice for them to still feel those things. It reminds them of what they're fighting for. You know, life and the freedom to live it. We've all lost someone close to us because of everything we've gone through. It's been rough and it's a lot of pressure. And when all of this is over, at least they'll have each other. Something for them to look forward to, you know? She just kind of shakes her head. Uh, and then the remaining time, those of you who are staying here, that would be Vestel and Tygon. You go upstairs to gather the rest of your things and you have a few minutes before we prepare for departure. And um, does anyone have anything else that they would like to do before you, you take off? All right, because this is a good spot to take a break if you don't. Did you say something? All right. All right. Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We are, of course, streaming live on Twitch, which is free for all viewers. But if you'd like to support what we do, give us a follow. Uh, for ad-free viewing and custom emos, just subscribe. It's that easy. Don't forget, you can always do so for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. So, you know, win-win. All right, hang tight, and we'll be back shortly. I'm Mike Dones, and you're listening to the Tales of Terramir podcast. We play live on Twitch every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe for ad-free viewing, custom emotes, and access to private Discord channels. For more information, check us out at twitch.tv slash tales of Terramir. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Welcome back. All right, let's jump back into the game. Everyone good? Great. Uh, first of all, I need a round of perception checks and a round of insight checks from everybody, please. Oh. Perception and insight, yeah? Correct. Uh, I shared all of your travel documents with you under your characters. If you have a problem seeing them, let me know and I'll just uh, put them on full blast. Okay. Eight perception, 22 insight. That gun rolls a 23 perception, a 21 insight. Fantastic. I got a 17 perception. Does that make it? Insight. Oh, I guess we're going to have to find out, right? It's uh, pre-rolling up here. Um, DC is actually 24, so. It is. You all fail, <laughs> and I'm going to kill you all. Now roll some death saving throws. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Uh, okay. You all load up into the wagon. Uh, Star and Revel are sitting on the stage as Brother Lucas is going to sit in the back uh, with you all. Uh, and Royce comes out before you leave and hands you each a small bundle. And he's like, uh, well, hey, this is probably the last time I'm going to see you, if not for a very long time. But uh, good luck out there, all of you. I packed you all some uh, uh, fresh bread, uh, dried meats and cheeses for your journey here and kind of hands you guys each a bundle equivalent to two rations apiece. So good luck. Much appreciated. You stay safe out there and stay on guard, your guard. Um, all right. And we're going to go to the main map here. Those of you who are from here within the city limits know that you're not terribly far from the main gate. Not terribly far from the main gate, but the complex layout of the streets in the area make the journey a lot longer than it should be. Along the way, you see the occasional wall lined with people being detained by guards and knights. You even catch a sight of a cart being loaded with the bodies of a few others who, uh, whose own encounter with them ended a little poorly. Some of you notice that these detainments don't seem as frequent the closer you get to the cleaner part of town near the front. But instead, your pace is now slowed by the density of people increasing as you reach the proximity of the checkpoint. Star was right. It's crowded. Some of you live who live or frequent here, um, have you've never seen it like this. There's all sorts of activity flexing waves of movement all around and a, sort of a cacophony of voices is like static in your ears. It's hard to think. There are people shouting and demanding to pass and others are weeping uh, for indiscernible reasons. I mean, it could be anything really. Uh, others are calling to others across the streets and there are there's a group of guards lining up people for inspection as well. Most notably in the crowd are the several Damarian Knights and guard captains sitting high above everyone on white armored horses, silent sentinels watching over the sea of people in front of you. Slowly but surely, Revel makes his way through and pulls the cart forward in line. 
Can everybody see this? All right. Yep. Yeah, a lot of NPCs. Like I said, it's really crowded. And while you wait, you all try to keep your heads down so as to not draw any attention, but you can't help but looking around at all the people. And without any of your roles, you notice that they're from all walks of life, mostly commoners, but even entitled nobles seem to be having a hard time getting out expeditiously. With the increase of nights cracking down on Arcanus lately, it's no wonder people want to get out. But then, well, those of you who made their insight checks realized that um, if you got a, over a 10, a 12, actually, on your insight checks, you realize that this would be the perfect way for anyone guilty to line right up for them. Travel documents. Uh, this Domerian officer comes up to you and uh, orders everyone, and he moves up and down the wagon to collect your travel documents. Come on, come on, we're very busy now, let's go. And he collects all of your travel documents. And he takes it, he takes it from you. Um, takes all of your travel documents from you. Thought you were in a hurry. Can we have that back? <laughs> come on, come on. We're very busy. Let's go now. Uh, and this guy, he's, he is, you can already tell, um, he is just some piece of work. Uh, this uh, Domerian officer. Very pompous looking, self important. Uh, I have the power and you can't do shit about it attitude. He begins to review the papers and he talks to Star uh, and Rebel and starts to. Uh, talk to them about their stuff. Anyone who made over a 12 on your perception check, you hear a bit of commotion over the chorus of the crowd. There is some panic shouting, and you even see some guards moving towards the noise over in this corner. And over here, towards the south of you, you see other guards separating an older woman from the people who are lined up along the street. It doesn't look good, and she's already scared and already begging for her life. And as you watch this, because he's in your sight line, your gaze meets Brother Lucas's eyes, pleading that you do not do anything rash while he shakes his head slightly. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. You can't help them. If they capture us, we'll be killed. They'll f find the rest, kill them too. All of this will have been for nothing. Please. So you hear another shout, you! Uh, the officer shoves Lucas from behind Sir Starling, and he's like, your turn. Name? Brother Lucas. And as soon as he says that, the officer looks up at him and sees his, uh, his medallion, his amulet of Coralon, and looks back at his papers, folds it back up, hands it back to him with a nod. Again, uh, with your perception checks, the shouting in the back corner towards the uh, southwest here intensifies 
uh, it's even growing so loud that it's over the regular din of the, of the crowd. You see some guards pulling a man away from his family, and it looks like his partner is sobbing, holding a young boy. The officer comes up to you, Vestel, says, you. Name? Amaris Silverin. Yeah, and what's your occupation? I'm a Demarian ambassador. I'm on my way to Oaktown. Give me a deception roll, please. Right. But give me it with advantage. Uh, 15. Looks at you. You look familiar. Do I know you? I've lived in this city for a while. You might have seen me on the streets. A lot of people in the city. Maybe. He folds up your papers and he hands them back to you. Now, the commotion down here on the south, the guards are trying to pull a boy, the boy away from the woman, and you assume that it's his mother as the man struggles in the clutches of the two guards. Uh, one of the guards strikes him right on the head, causing blood to run down his face. And the woman screams and the boy uh, cries out as they're, uh, they're pulling them apart. Whoops. Other them than us. <laughs> As you say that, you hear, you, devil man, the, uh, the officer calls out to. Papers? Oh, I mean, name? Excuse me. That was the DM. It says name. People just call me T. He looks at your papers. He's like, I call you, I would call you T. What is your name? Tygon. Tygon, is it? That's not what it says here on the travel documents. You uh, traveling under My a false name. name? Well, then, what's your regular name? It should have that here on your travel documents. Well, then you can read, can't you? Why don't you tell me what your name is? What's your name? He kind of stares you down. And then the GM stares down Justin right now. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> is this your character? Is this Justin? <laughs> what are we doing? What are, we, what are you doing? <laughs> there's, there's, too many, there's too many fake names. I can't keep them straight. Tell um, your documents. He looks at you and he folds him back up and he says, you've been randomly selected for a search. Step out of the wagon now. Oh no. He, uh, pull, uh, he directs you to stand over here behind the wagon. I mean, good riddance. <laughs> I put my put my hand on uh, <laughs> on um, on his shoulder and you know, do what he says. Now's not the time. Okay. All right. What's my What's my name again? <laughs> my fake name. Oh, you didn't read your travel documents. 
No, I, I can't find it in my documents. Because he took them away from you, Tygon. Oh. <laughs> oh. You staying to the back, to the back of the wagon now. Uh, you see uh, one of the Demarian, uh, one of the other guards coming closer. He's like waving uh, one of the guards over, and he's directing you to right here behind the uh, the wagon. Justin. All right, what? Now you should be boss around by people with uh, without titles. Yeah, well, you're on our uh, world now, and he pushes you up against the uh, the um, the wagon, and he starts searching you. Then he pulls out. Well, it looks like a wand, which is very odd, and he begins to wave it over Tygon. And it passes over you, and it begins to glow. He looks up. Those of you who are, Tygon can't see this, but the rest of you can see the uh, the officer's face. And he waves over more guards. Oh. Uh, I thought you could get away with smuggling magical goods, huh, Hornhead? You're in big trouble now. Uh, as he kind of passes it over your armor, and where your uh, your singing bowl is, uh, the the wand is glowing intense blue. The rest of you, your attention is also being torn between what's happening behind the cart and back to the corner on the side of the street. The shouting in the corner is intensifying now as the guards are pulling the woman to the side as she pleads, "He's just a boy, please no!" And there is a large guard holding the boy with a blade against his throat. And uh, one of these, this guard captain here over the side, his attention gets shifted over and he starts moving his horse and trotting to see where the act, what's going on over here. Um, meanwhile, the officer comes back over here and says, detain him. And the officer holds you, uh, holds you against the cart here, Tygon. He says, I, he says to Star and Revel, you got some back here, this dirty hornhead? He's trying to, uh, he's trying to uh, travel with falsified documents. You know that? And they both, uh, Revel turns, he's like, no, man, I, I, I didn't know that. He, um, they both have the same, same accent for some reason. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says, uh, uh, no, man, he said that uh, he, he said who he was, and I believed him. Listen, I just get paid, you know. Uh, hold on to him if you want. He kind of does a side puppet look to uh, to Star. And he points to you, Calador, uh, and he says, you, what's your name? Let's get this over with. Ethan uh, Loris. Yeah, and your occupation? Librarian. Where are you headed, Ethan? Oaktown. You got business in Oaktown? 
probably going to the library there, huh? Looks at some books. Yeah. Suppose an elf like you would go. So we do best. Yeah, well, enjoy your trip. And he uh, folds it up and hands it back to you. Um, we're going to take this one. He takes, he talks to Star and Ravel. He said, we're going to take this one for questioning. Uh, Ravel speaks up. He's like, I oh, well, hey, that's my fare. Uh, is it going to take long? Well, he's trying to smuggle illegal goods out of the empire. At this point, you hear a yell coming from the corner of the street here. You see the man, um, he screams, no, as he breaks free from the guards because the other guard is holding the knife to his boy's uh, throat. He breaks free from the guards. He charges the one holding the blade uh, to the child uh, over here. The, uh, the man, the guard throws the boy off to the side and um, plunges his knife into the man as he's attacking him, stopping him in his track. Uh, the helpless woman is sobbing loudly and the child is screaming, no, Papa, no, no. And in that instant, everyone in the square is deafened by a thunderous boom as a wave of force washes outward from the child, knocking over the guards. Um, uh, holding his mother uh, over here. I wasn't moving around the tokens, and there's actually supposed to be like this, blah, 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 blah. Knocking over his uh, mother, toppling the guard captain off of his horse. And actually, I'm, in fact, I'll show you this. He uh, mechanically casted a, uh, a thunder wave in that direction. He's actually supposed to be over here. So he casts the uh, thunder wave knocks over a bunch of the guards and uh the the guard captain falls off his horse as it too the horse itself fails and falls prone and even the body the father's uh ragdoll body is kind of expelled further down from this down the street because of um, how far he was ejected from it uh, and because the guards holding uh, that were holding her, took the brunt of the blast. The woman breaks free and rushes over to hold her child at the same time, uh, trying to protect him, like a futile attempt to shield him from what's coming, because you see that there are other guards descending uh, on, on her right now. Does anyone want to do anything at this point right now? Because the guards are yelling and they're moving in with their weapons drawn. People all around you are panicking and scattering and, uh, and you're hearing starts to return. Dragon um, turns to the guard that's holding him against the cart and says, you wanna do something about that? As in the, middle of, me. in the middle of what you're saying, you all, uh, especially those of you who had a high enough perception roll over 12, you see immediately that the boy's eyes start to glow and all of the arcanists in the party, you feel this turbulent wave of the weight of the weave rippling with raw, uncontrollable energy as he starts writhing and light is pouring out of his eyes and his mouth. And the mother is just 
trying to desperately hold on to him as the guards reach him with their swords sort of perched up high, ready to strike them down. Do the guards, are the guards seeming to be distracted like they're looking over there? Uh, there is a lot of commotion. However, in that instant, um, the boy's power reaches to a head and uh, an explosion erupts from centered on his body, Shit. engulfing everybody in the area. There are screams that ring through the air uh, as everything and everyone is ignited. The flames are so intense that the stones on the street are smoldering. The closest to the blasts are vaporized and the boy and his mother, uh, once the flames clear, are nowhere uh, to be found. In the chaos, I'm going to quickly just sort of lurch forward and grab Tygen by the arm and um, cast invisibility on him. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and it's a good thing, too, because the guard uh, is also distracted with what's happening. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm um, screwing up my layers here. And I just say that and I kind of pull him back and I go, get in the cart, you fool. Try and pull him in. And there and then, is um, a... Go ahead. After he does that, Tygon casts uh, Darkness right next to uh, the guard. That's a 15-foot radius. So Where you guys are standing? Yeah, that should take care of all three of those guys. <laughs> okay. Um, which means that... Uh, okay, I actually have this. The uh, magic templates and darkness. You said it's a 15 foot radius. Well, uh, you casted invisibility on him, um, yes. Kaldor. You don't see this, but as soon as he casts darkness, he essentially uh, loses his invisibility, but now the entire cart is engulfed in darkness. A few of you, especially after the explosion, are uh, still in a daze. You can't all of a sudden see anything, and for a moment you feel like you just went blind, uh, and you hear yelling and people tugging at you. Uh, Tygon, you see uh, right before that instant, you know, um, Kalidor had pulled you into the cart, and you hear uh, uh, the voices of uh, Revel and uh, Star. They're saying, get in! Get in! And uh, in the confusion, you uh, you hear the voice of the uh, the officer. He's saying, they're trying to get away. As uh, you all start to feel the cart just moving. Uh, as soon as you clear the darkness too, you see that a couple of the guards has started moving in front, uh, in front of the cart here. And they're blocking your way, but Revel is just charging through and he even runs over uh, a bunch of them. <laughs> As we pass by, um, the, all of the guards are kind of in our way. Um, Vistel really quickly is going to kind of under her breath cast calm emotions. Interesting. Across those guards. Uh, at the front here? At the front, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, what's the radius on that? <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Twenty foot radius. Uh, five, ten, fifteen. Oh, radius. Oh, okay. Wow. Really? Jeez. Okay. Even the horse is really chill, I guess. Unless you want to yeah. <laughs> pull him out of the horse right here. Something yeah, like no, this. Yeah. No. That's that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, what's the, um, what's the deal with calm emotions? Um, they must make a Christmas saving throw. They can choose to fail it if they wouldn't want to. Now I want to be angry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, I didn't see this coming. (laughs) Uh, one second. This is no problem at all. Just one moment. She'll choose to make them indifferent about creatures um, that they are hostile towards. So I'm guessing ourselves. Yourselves? Okay. I'm going to do a uh, a sort of a group. Uh, You said charisma? Charisma. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, well, they failed the shit out of that. Uh, as they all sort of get in the way, um, and actually the night itself. Oh, okay, well, the night failed too. Interesting. Um, okay, but the ones that got in the way of the cart, they're about to stop you and they're like, what are we, what are we doing amongst the 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 tapestry of chaos happening behind you there's a fire engulfing some of the stands back here and the cards and people on fire and dying and screaming and they're just like what are we doing "Ah, ah." (laughs) running across he's on fire you know and they they sort of drop their guards and then the next moment revel plows through them on the cart um just in that instant as you guys leave the the proximity of the darkness you feel the doom doom from the cart as you uh exit the main <laughs> gates uh, but, <laughs> but meanwhile the Demarian knight over on the side here and his horse actually are just standing there kind of like watching you guys and not even taking an opportunity <laughs> attack so uh well done uh with that uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Out of all the iterations of things that I thought you guys were going to do, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> he was just going to fail through it, but they didn't care. Uh, the wagon speeds past the gate, and you look back, and you actually get a fair distance away from the main gates of the city before you see several mounted gods, gu- gods, guards charging after you. Oh, man. Oh, great. We're going to move to the other map. Uh, this is going. This is a little bit of a short map, so we're just gonna kind of half theater of the mind it. Uh, you guys are getting a good uh, portion away from the uh, main gates, and you can see, you hear a rebel uh, just cursing on, his, not even under his breath. He's just like fuck, 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 over uh, again as he's trying to steer the cart as fast as he can. It's like getting it is gonna be pissed. And uh, Star says, well, worry about that if we survive. We got incoming. And you guys look back, and the uh, horses are riding fast, and they're coming right after you. So you have uh, about, uh, we'll say you have a moment before the guards close the distance. Uh, You see four uh, mounted guards and one guard captain in heavy armor charging after you. So you guys have a, uh, let's go ahead and roll initiative. And... um, 
let's go ahead and roll initiative and see if you guys want, if you guys want to do anything, we'll go on those terms. Fifteen. Oh, twenty. I rolled really high. Oh, wow. Nineteen. What did I do? One, two, three, four, and five. All right. been fine, Tief, if you had remembered your documents. Yeah, we would have made such a such a great exit if uh, I lost my dignity, but you fools. It's like, are you about that later? <laughs> uh, as um, okay, we're I'm gonna go ahead and stagger the uh, initiative right now. Oh wow, because it's only oh yeah. I guess I should um, add in your your buddies here, right? That's probably a good idea. Here we go with all of the uh, you know running six characters at the same time. Let me go. Uh, but while while we're doing this, go ahead. Uh, we'll go with the players' turns first. If you wanna, um, who is who's first? Calador, right? Yes, Calador. Calador. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah, let's get a round in, and then we'll uh, we'll come for a short. Short break. Uh, go ahead, Calador. Well, or... they already know we're here, don't they? Uh... They do. Stop! Stop your canis! Let's check out these tools here. Uh... I'll do that. Um, I stand up kind of hold on to the side of the cart and um, say this uh, magical incantation and point my hand out um, and I'm going to cast fear in a 30-foot cone. Okay, great. Yeah, as they start to close the distance and they get close enough, uh, did you did you do the uh, cone? I didn't see it, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll show you here. Um, it's everyone except for the last, the back two. Okay. Uh, and what is yeah. the... Um, who I choose. So, all three horses and the the three riders. Um, and they have to all make a wisdom saving throw, or drop whatever it is they're holding. Frightened, have to basically run away. The uh, front three riders, you said. Yeah. Gotcha. Wisdom saving. 
sorry about this. My um my roll twenty is acting a little slow today, but we'll we'll get through this. Okay, uh, so the two guards, wisdom and wisdom. Okay, well, the uh, the two guards there they fail, <laughs> and uh, the captain um, gets a twelve. Uh, no, so your spell DC is 16. 16. Excellent. Okay, so then, what... Just what to add doing? a little flavor to it, it's it's an illusion, so I'm um, projecting this phantasmal image of their worst fears at them. Okay, uh, you see the front three kind of uh, veer off and follow. Uh, they, they keep the distance that they had... Um, well, we'll just do it then, and it'll be on their turns. But they uh, they maintain the distance. They don't get any closer. And you can notice that there is a shift in their aggression as they're chasing after you. These other two guards kind of look at them and are wondering, what uh, they're right there. Let's go get them. Uh, very good. How long does that last? Uh, that is up to a minute concentration. OK, great. As we move on to uh, Tygon. You see that uh, Kalidor uh, casts this fear spell on. Uh, you're you're actually very familiar with the spell, so you understand what he what he just did. Um, Tygon is going to uh, upcast uh, heat metal at the captain with his fancy armor. Great. Let's see. <laughs> Great. <laughs> This is fun. Oh, we're having fun, aren't we? <laughs> this is awesome. It's awesome for me. So that's uh, seven fire damage. Uh, I gotta make a constitution save first. Yeah, constitution save, or I guess if you don't make it, would you have to throw your armor off? Uh, no, it's in so it takes like 10 minutes to take your armor off, to doff your armor, uh, which he'll have no choice but to take it and keep his uh, constitution saving throws going. Yeah. Um, didn't see this coming. Let's see. Let's go. Come on, guard captain. An 18. Yes. Oh. All right. But you upcasted it to a what? A Your third level? Yeah. I think because uh, is he metal second level or a third level? It's second level. Second, yeah, second level? Up. OK, so you upcast it to third level. Oh, I see it. Okay, got you. And I take half damage still. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't continue to affect me. Um, let's see. Well, if you let's see if you if you must succeed or drop the object doesn't drop the object. Yeah, I think if you failed it, if you failed it, you would um. You would have disadvantage. But you passed. Okay. But what's the um, what's the uh, the overall effect for? What do you call? It? the spell? Um, oh, I'll thank see. you. Yeah. So he takes half damage still? We got someone speaking in our ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, we're getting uh, some production. Uh, gun and, but... 
Oh, interesting. So I take full damage. He can't, he can't doff. He can't doff his armor. No, he cannot. So he's taking full damage. No, he can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the guard captain, you see this. He uh, is sort of, his, you can tell that his aggression has uh, stand, stood down a little bit, but then you uh, all see that his armor starts to glow uh, a searing hot red, and you kind of hear a ah, ah, as he's uh, still chasing after you, but you can see, you can tell that he's in a very great deal amount of pain uh, right now as he is under the condition of um, heat metal. Really? And you haven't till uh, uh, what is concentration for what, like a minute? Yeah, one minute. Wow. Okay, got great. Two one minute spells going. <laughs> okay, so uh, these guys are uh, frightened, and this guy is also um, burning inside of his uh, fancy star <laughs> suit of armor. Yeah, why did I give you guys a, a free round? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, Tygon, is there uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? Yeah, I can use my bonus action to inflict the damage again, which I'll do. Is that on uh, subsequent turns, or is that because yeah. you did it initially? No, I can use my bonus action for it. Interesting. Right, because you, uh... yeah. Can you can you cast uh, post a spell, please? Is that are you able to do that? Click the uh, little balloon next to your spell. Just want to make sure um, you know, you know, I get a swing in before he dies. <laughs> Possible. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, heat metal. Ah, oh, you taste the damage again. Ah, oh. all right. There we go. Uh, you can use. Uh... Bonus action, start of a turn, constant damage again. If the okay, so it's on each of your subsequent turns. So not on this first round, since you already took the damage, the initial damage, but on the next round, you can inflict that damage again. But it'll still be at the upcast, uh, at the upcast level. Okay, cool. Do you want yeah, to do anything else with your bonus turn. action? Uh, inspiration, anything like that? Can I use my um can I use my um my vicious uh vicious mockery as a bonus? What's the action that's, on that's, it? An action. that's an action spell, I believe. Action cantrip. Yeah. You could uh as a bard, uh I believe Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action if you'd like to do that. Yep. Uh, so do I use my I use a bardic inspiration to cast vicious mockery? No, no, no. You can't you can't do uh, vicious mockery because that's a, an action spell. So you have a bonus okay. action left, but you could use your bonus action to uh, do a bardic inspiration or anything else that uses up a bardic. Yeah, inspiration. I'm going to cast or bardic inspiration. Okay. I'm yeah. Gonna Who cast, are you going to give it to? Uh, I'm going to give it to. Uh, Vestile. 
And she's uh interesting. Oh. <laughs> she looks pretty yeah. she looks pretty fancy. Right. And I so didn't hear her call me a thief either. You didn't hear her call you a thief because she's been pretty rough. Uh, she was the one not, who called you that. Yeah, she's, like, she's yeah, the one that brought I, that I into my game. Block. It's crazy. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, Tagan, please describe how you cast Bardic Inspiration and give it to the still. Say, say uh, let your courage unleash like an inferno. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I feel inspired. It looks yeah. fancier than all these other rabble. That's why. Uh, you don't know it's what it is, Bastille, but uh, somehow his words inspire you. Maybe it's you're just firing you up. Maybe it's the adrenaline of the chase, but you get uh, bardic inspiration with 1d8. Nice. Like is this magic? A little bit disgusted. <laughs> Is gonna go great. Uh, okay. Gift in the mount in the horns. Oh man, You're gonna do that's the whole game, you guys. <laughs> Just gonna come up with other ways to to rag on tieflings. That's crazy. Okay, I think you're out. You can't even move because you're stuck in the cart. Uh, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the spell. Um. This still kind of like feels the the additional magic that's been added not really sure what that was and she just kind of like stares kind of confused at what he just did um and she's going to look at the the guards that are following them and she prays to Titar she's like Titar hear my plea she casts a spell again for calm emotions oh here we go <laughs> uh I think that should cover all of them if we put it in the center. Oh, if it's the 20, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll just save that uh, so I don't have to pull out the template. Man, I should really read your all spells before um, <laughs> I play these games, right? Uh, what is that, a wisdom save? Uh, charisma. Charisma. All right, let's go. So it's all about um, just two, calm down. Three, Everyone just, just, yeah. just calm down. It's such a big problem, <laughs> you know? Uh, DC is 14. Okay, so that one's fine. This one missed, this one missed, and this one missed. Wow! Oh, and then uh, the, uh, the captain. <laughs> and the horses? Or if it matters. You guys have stacked so many things on the captain, this dude that I made up to, like, <laughs> like to cut you guys down. <laughs> and he's just, well, this guy has, like, no, he's rethinking his life at this point, you know? He's just like, what, what are we doing, you guys? This is, this is crazy. Um, let me let me roll for the horses because I guess that's a that's a thing too. But um, let's see. Oh, it says each humanoid. I guess that doesn't include horses. Okay, great. Thank you for uh, for being uh, for helping me out there. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Does the calm negate the frightened? What do we got here? Attempt to suppress oh. strong emotions in a group of people. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere. Center on a point you choose within range. Must make permission saving throw. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, suppress any effect causing a target to be charmed or frightened. It says you can. Um, and I'm guessing you're not going to. You're just going to chill them out. 
Yeah, just make them indifferent about us. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. As uh, you guys see this, the um, they become less aggressive. I guess the ones in the front, even the one in the back here, is uh, starting to peel off a little bit. This guy is just looks uh, just like, what are we doing? Let's go! Let's go! Uh, and is there anything else you'd like to do? Still? Oh, that's it. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, but they're okay with that magic. They're like, oh, this is fine. I'm oh, fine she's now. fine. Bless Titar. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's happening in this game? Let's just throw more things at you guys. Um, so, on their turn, they have to. Um, they have to. If they're frightened, they have to spend their turn to move away from me. Oh, they do? Okay, I didn't even know that either. Uh, While frightened by the spell, a creature must take the dash, act, dash action and move away from you by the safest available route on each of its turns. Okay. Uh, thanks for giving me the heads up, too. Uh, and yeah. you, were, you were first on the turn order, I believe. Uh, Star is going to look back and see that you guys are doing some work back there and sees the one she can recognize the one that's not affected and she's going to wave her hand and, uh, out uh, comes three bolts of force damage as she casts a magic missile. Uh, I don't know how this works for the, uh, for the thing. One, two, three at first level. Is that correct? Right? Uh, yes. This three one, bolts. you see the, uh, the bolts go uh, circle around all the horses and hit this guy. It hits him so hard that he gets knocked off of his horse and he, uh, he dies. And this one kind of, this horse sort of peels off. Uh, at the same moment, too, you see that, um, you look back and you see that she has some, for a brief instant, a blue shimmery shield that covers her as her abjuration magic uh, protects her in that instant. Uh, Brother Lucas looks a little bit scared and he's, uh, he's going along um, and he's actually going to be still he's not going to do anything seeing that everything is being taken care of and rebel currently is trying to concentrate on um on uh holding the cart uh steady so calador it is your turn again as we start at the top of the round uh but uh, while we're here let's go ahead and take another break before we get into the thick of this um if that's okay with you guys uh but before we do if this is your first time watching the show, give us a like and a follow. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, jump into our live chat on Twitch and subscribe so you can get that sweet, sweet ad-free viewing and some of those custom emotes. <laughs> All that good stuff, you know. So cool. All right. Uh, sit tight. We'll be right back. I'm Mike Dones, and you're listening to the Tales of Terramir podcast. We play live on Twitch every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe for ad-free viewing custom emotes, and access to private Discord channels. For more information, check us out at twitch.tv slash Tales of Terramir. All right. All right, welcome back to this very uh, exciting yet complicated chase uh, between the uh, Demarian guards and our unlikely party of heroes. Uh, top of the round, um, you guys have all laid on these effects, uh, both fear and calm, and. Uh, one of the guards has been knocked out. 
Like at the top of the round, you see closing in on the distance. It looks like, yes, it's a, let me get it here, a Demarian Knight is charging uh, through with his armored horse um, as he catches up with everybody. And he, you see him reach to the side and he pulls out a spear and he throws it into, like a metal spear into the spokes of the wagon. The wagon goes uh, out of control. It locks up one of the wheels. Revel's like, oh shit. And um, everybody tumbles out as he crashes over to the side over here. Oh no. Um, everybody, what's fall damage? 1d4, 1d6? Uh, 1d6 per 10 feet. Okay, everybody make a dexterity saving throw, please. If you get over, uh, we'll say a 12, then um, you're good to hear this. Tygon oh. gets a 20. Not uh, one. Just does a shoulder I roll. I got a nat one. Oh no, no Zell, you didn't expect this. And you are, this is, what, what's going on with your life right now? You uh, don't get into wagon chases with the Domerian <laughs> guards. Kalidor, you too? With I got an eight. eight. Wow, okay, so Vestel and Kalidor, I need you all both to take a 1d6, please, in bludgeoning damage as, uh, uh, I guess, Tygon, you do a backflip and land on your... Oh, <laughs> me too. Both oh, of us wow. took six. You guys, uh, oh, you guys actually oh, tumble uh, and against, some of you tumble up against, I'm gonna put you uh, hitting a tree, Vestel, right here, and you hitting the backside of the wagon, um, Kalidor. Uh, oh, and you're concentrating, aren't you, Kalidor? Yeah, I got a 16. I'm All right, you got a 16, and Vestel, I need you to do a concentration saving throw, a constitution saving throw on your common motions, please. That's wow, you guys are, oh, I mean, I am so happy for you guys, you know, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. It's <laughs> going great. Uh, uh, just as expected, um, Revel, he he bails actually before the, the cart crashes and he lands uh, definitely on his feet uh, as far as Star goes. She, uh, she also rolls out of it and she, uh, uh, stands up. This um, this night gets about this far, and we are on Caldor. As you, oh, uh, those of you who failed Caldor and Vestel, you are also prone at this moment. Right. Um, I will spend half my move to stand up, and seeing them approaching and everything that just happened, just in the fear of not being able to get away from from new domar i concentrate and send this bead of uh fire into the crowd and explodes into a fireball uh on all the guards excuse me <laughs> what no i'm just being like um oh <laughs> a fireball i didn't I I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> no, yep, right. fireball. Boom. I uh, I made you guys fifth level, didn't I? 
That's great. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did this. I did this. This is my this is my fault. I assume you're doing it right here on the horses and to cover the the Demarian Knight as well. It hit as many of the knights and guards as I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, scoot it over here. That should scoot everybody up. He's in proximity, and it's a dexterity. Well, uh, what? Do you, go ahead and roll your damage too. So, uh, because. Um, some of these guys, uh, pass or fail, they're, they ain't gonna make it, so. Uh, it's unfortunate about the horses, but it is what it is. You're a monster. I thought I thought Tygon was bit. a monster, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit of a monster. I'm like, elbowing Vestel, she's not, she's not here. <laughs> Why am I seeing it? Oh yeah, 86, here we go. Kind of a low, but uh, 29 fire damage. And they got to make a dex saving throw. My DC is 16. Um, 29, you said? Yeah, 29 total. Okay. Fire damage. All right. You all see as you get up, Kalidor gets up and he casts his fireball. This bead of fire light travels towards the uh, the guards that are already slowing down. They're afraid and they're also calm for some reason. And the horses are just, well, it's unfortunate about the horses because everyone in that area is engulfed in this huge fireball. You hear screams of pain and agony as they all go up in a flash of light and turn almost into charred, uh, just dust, essentially falling off of their horses and that the horses also fall over too and the smell of burnt hair and horse meat fills the air as the, um, the Marian Knight also is like, oh, you hear him um, getting, uh, getting- charred. And there's heat metal on his armor. <laughs> oh yeah, too. I forgot that guy's not a- uh 29 oh wait no no he died he died <laughs> wow you just <laughs> you just got him and he uh he failed his entire death saving so uh all of these guys uh actually i'm gonna save this horse because he he's just doing you know he's doing this thing this horse is gonna survive that's the new butter guys um <laughs> well uh <laughs> is there anything else you want to do on your turn um Yes, I have a little bit of movement. Um, is it possible that I can just uh, move around the other side of the cart just to perhaps get a little cover? If you have uh, if you have the appropriate movement, then you can, uh, you can. Yeah, I would think I can I get there because I did spend half, but I can just kind of leap over those bars there and um, kind of partially behind the wheel there. Okay. That's my turn. Great. Let's see here. Wow, good. Good turn as we move to the guard. Oh, wait, no, he's dead. Uh, Tygon, you're... Oh, right, no, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's the captain, right? It's still him in the fancy armor? No, that's actually the Demarian Knight that uh, rolled up on you guys at the top of the round. He, uh... Oh. Uh, he is uh, new and, well, he's not new anymore, but he's he's looking a little pissed now that um, uh, he got engulfed by some of that fireball, but he's got a death set right at you guys. He's the one that threw the spe uh, spear at your spokes right. and toppled the cart, so um, he's the main threat. 
Good night. Turn back. We're prepared to uh, go wherever place cowards go when they die, just like all of your ancestors before you, he says in vicious mockery. He says, you don't Wisdom even know Wisdom save, that. please. <laughs> <You don't> even... <laughs> I am a awesome. nine. What is your DC? Can you can you uh, cast your spell for vicious, vicious mockery? It's whoever can hear. Oh, whoever. Oh, but uh, is it a saving throw? Yeah, it's a wisdom saving throw oh, for you. It? Okay, so what's your uh, your DC is what I mean. If you look on your spell, your spell list. Uh, yeah, go to your spells and then at the top it should say spell DC. Oh, it's 15. Sorry. It's 15? Uh, I yeah. don't know, man. You must have dug something about cowards in his past because he fails. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? This is my D my Damarian knight. <laughs> um, hey, man. Because what? because you guys do it too to, my, to me yeah, as sure. well. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, go ahead and uh, roll your da it's damage, and you, doesn't he you, like his disadvantage? You have to roll. Um, it's two d four damage uh, because I'm level five. So let's see. I know you roll that. You don't tell me what to do. Okay, seven. <laughs> there you go. All right. Seven he takes psychic. seven uh, hurt damage is really psychic but we'll call it his feelings <laughs> as you you strike a chord but Emotional. you can't see his face uh but I'll, I'll tell you this just a little bit of meta he's crying underneath his helmet just a little bit you <laughs> uh, <laughs> see his shoulders a little slump slump a little down <laughs> oh man i'm not a coward why do you have to bring cowards into it oh i'll show you <laughs> you hear his voice get really high uh <laughs> Is that all you want to do? Do you have anything with your bonus action you like to do or your movement? Uh, yeah, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on uh, Kalidor. Oh, all right. Uh, how do you do that? Thank you. Uh, I, uh, he, because because he's not disheveled, because he landed so cleanly, he's going to pull out a, a beautiful singing bowl and just kind of... <laughs> Kind of move his little stick around it and make a beautiful sound that inspires Kalidor. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Do a little double well, take in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think it's the best instrument I've ever seen. <laughs> see bagpipes, I've seen lutes. Of course, everyone has lutes, but a singing bowl? Yeah, Let's go. so good. I should give you inspiration, but you all are kicking my ass, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kalidor, you get bardic inspiration. That's a D6. Um, uh, it's a D8, actually. Because for some reason, I made you guys level five. <laughs> cool. Oh, you got it. You got it. Oh, my bad. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that mine out. I will take mine out. You do you. Fantastic. Or I'll put you back on. Okay. There you go. Uh, is that all for your uh, turn, Tygon? Or would you like to move? I believe yeah, you landed it. properly. So you have uh, 30 feet of movement, if you'd like. Uh, nope. He's going to stay put. Okay, let's go, Vestel. Because the other guards are... Oh, all the guards are dead. Why are they even in the turn? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just the one guard left. She sees uh, all the He's guards. He's a knight! They've <laughs> <laughs> been burned up. She's like... She's scared. I think she's still prone, too. So she, she takes half her movement to kind of stand up. She's like wide-eyed. Never dealt with anything like this before. She's... This Titar, is this your will? She kind of like steps backward as quick as she can. And then she says, 
protect me, your servant. And she'll cast a stupid flame on the remaining knight. Oh, okay. Uh, dexterity saving throw with a uh, 60 feet. Do you have the range for that? Let's see. Uh, yeah, you do. Let's go. So dexterity nice. saving throw. Uh, 15, which your spell DC, it's a uh, 14. 14. Okay, uh, you see that the radiant light washes over his armor. It actually makes you shine. It's like, you know, cleans <laughs> off all the burn marks from uh, Kalidor's uh, fire. This is supposed to be a serious game too. I don't know why I'm, I'm doing that story. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it, it sort of bounces off his armor almost as if Titar uh, didn't want to harm him with your intention. And you see this and you're just taken back a little bit. Uh, would you like to do anything with your bonus action? Um, nope, that's it. She'll take another another step back this time, like facing into the forest as if she wants to run away. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Star is going to move over here. She's going to say, I think I see another one coming. And she uh, also uh, throws another magic missile over to the uh, the Demarian Knight, which, um... okay. You see one of them sort of like glance off of his armor. Another one does a good direct hit. Another one hits him in the, in the shoulder for a, a good amount of damage. Uh, and you see the Domarian Knight. Actually, I'm going to roll a dexterity. Same throw. Oh, wow. He, um, that knocks him off his horse and he falls, he falls down off of his horse. And so he's prone as well now. And she's going to move, she's going to move back a little bit. Um, oh, I don't know why this guy's in. Oh, cause he's not on the jam layer. I'm like, you're dead. Get out of here. You know, uh, <laughs> brother Lucas, uh, is uh, scared um, and he is also going to uh, sort of uh, duck into the woods over here. Uh, Rebel is gonna duck and take cover behind the uh, wagon and you can see him in earnest. He's just this little halfling. Um, he gets on, he jumps over, whoops, whoops. He jumps over to the other side. He jumps over to the other side and he starts trying to push the wagon in in earnest. The Demarian Knight gets up and he pulls out this giant great sword. And uh, well, he gets up, so he uses 15 feet of his movement. So he goes from 10, 15, he's like, face me cowards. Um, and he puts back his greatsword, actually, and he pulls out his heavy crossbow eye, man. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> uh, fires at, uh, he fires at Tygon. Uh, you dirty hornhead. For a 19. Does 19 hit you? Tygon, your AC. You're muted. My AC is 15, so that Oh, hits. okay, great. 
And that's the only attack he's ever done in his career as a Demarian Knight. His unchallenged power led up to this moment. <laughs> you only take two piercing damage as he's still a little bit wounded from not only getting burnt, uh, but uh, falling off of his effing horse. So you only take two piercing damage as he fires another shot and he's going to fire at uh, Revel in the back there. Well, well hold, hold up. I, I, um, as soon as Tygon gets hit, he uses his um, using his reaction to do a hellish rebuke. He points his finger certainly at the knight. Does. Certainly does. <laughs> I fire engulfs the knight for two, uh, or is it 2d10? More fire. <laughs> is there a, is there a uh, saving throw that goes along with that? Yeah, uh, once I think it's dexterity. Hold on. Hellish of course rebuke is Come on. dexterity saving throw. Um, so if you fail, it's two d ten. If you Maybe save 19. it, nineteen. He's half. got a nineteen. So uh, what's your your thing? Fifteen, I think. Your spell DC. Yeah. Okay, so he makes the saving throw. What is the damage? So that's level two. Um, that's so you'd get half of the oh uh, twelve what? fire damage. Eleven? Did you higher level cast it? Can you higher level cast Hellish Rebuke? Uh, as your reaction? Oh. I guess you can, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, this is so funny because I taught Justin how to upcast yesterday. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> uh, he hits you with a crossbow. Um, and as he's taking this other shot, you all see that he gets engulfed by even more flames. But it's coming, it looks like it's coming from the inside of his armor as you hear him going, ah, ah, my skin and feelings. As um, <laughs> he's getting really torn up. Uh, this guy is, uh, this guy's uh, pretty hurt. He did hit Revel with his crossbow and uh, you see Revel taking uh, actually a good, uh, Air, uh, bolt to the back of his shoulder and he kind of like ducks down and he kind of gives him a, a dirty look. As we are back at the top of the round and at the top of this round you see, you hear more hoofbeats as another Domerian knight uh, catches up to the fray. Oh shoot! I um, closed all my windows so that's cool. <laughs> Wait, there we go. We're good. We're good. Now nah, we're good. It's not that bad of a technical difficulty. He is going to. What is. What is. This is the one thing I didn't um, look up before. So we got 50. What is a horse's movement speed? It's like 60, right? I believe it's 60. 60 feet. Let's go. Oh, you guys are in trouble now. Hopefully. Probably. Probably not. I don't know. He's gonna come down over here, uh, get up to Tygon, who is up at the front, and he is going to swing his great sword down on him for a twenty-three. I'm hit. Uh, and you, you actually are kind of surprised because this guy rolls up on you so fast, and he takes his great sword, swipes down at you for eleven slashing damage. Were you concentrating on the spell? No, because all of you, your fear. Uh, no, Caldor did the yeah, fear. Yeah, it was on somebody else. My my. Yeah, oh, your heat metal. Your heat metal. Actually, um, 
roll for your heat metal damage because I forgot to do it on my turn. Is it on your turn or is it on my turn? It's on, on my turn. turn when it comes okay. back around. Then we'll uh, we'll. Uh, but it says it's that. the same damage. Okay. As the last one. That's that's Which good to was... know. Which was what was uh, the last one? I think it was like seventeen or something like that, right? It was a lot, but I guarantee you uh, that it's not going to matter. And you'll see why. <laughs> you'll see why. Uh, but this Demarionite cuts you down. And seeing that he got you really good, he's going to do his multi-attack and come down with you on you again for a 17. Yep. Okay, you are standing right out in the front. But as this one is about to hit you, uh, you see Star pull out, uh, flash her hand towards you. And this blue shimmery light from her abjuration magic actually blocks the attack from you, saving you from the blow um, as the uh, knight turns towards her and uh, you can hear him growling. This one's pissed. He's not hurt. His feelings aren't hurt. It's fine. Um, he's actually going to charge towards her. Uh, actually, I only have 60 feet of movement, so 50, 60. I think that's as far as I can move. You can take an opportunity attack if you'd like to, Tygen. Yeah. He's going to take a, a stab at her. Is he in range for me to move and do a... a yeah, as, do he a moved away, as he moved away. As he moved away. attack. That, uh, uh, that's yeah, your opportunity for, uh, attack. It was an eight. It was an eight. Uh, you're still feeling the effects of the giant greatsword attack and just kind of reeling from almost getting hit by a second one. Uh, you uh, don't hit him. You miss uh, with a sort of a weak um, slash towards him. Uh, as we move to the... Next part of the round, Kalidor, you are up. You see this new Demarion Knight come charging at you guys. What do you do? I kind of stand up partially behind cover and um, excuse my hand and drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of the guy on the horse that just arrived. I'm casting Mind Sliver. Okay. Um, intelligence? Same uh, throw? Intelligence yeah. save, yeah. Okay, well, he not <laughs> once, <laughs> and uh, you can hear him. Uh, this echo of pain in his in his helmet as he, oh my head! I guess that's what that does, you know. <laughs> uh, as he uh, takes um, seven psychic, okay. and he has if he has to make a saving throw any any point until my next turn, he has to minus one d four. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. So he is affected. I will put that down as a, uh, we'll do this one. So he's like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> with your bonus of movement. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, don't really have much for bonuses and I don't really want to move. I find, I think this is a good spot for me. So I'm going to stay. Okay. Tygen on your turn. Your heat metal reactivates on this Demarionite. He is pissed and he's got his, now he's got his, he just drops his crossbow and he pulls out his sword. But in that moment, you all hear a scream of agony as your heat metal, which is what, like 17, uh, 17. fire damage? Uh, you hear the scream of agony as you see flames and smoke coming from within his armor. And he's like, ah, and he 
falls down dead as that was like way more than enough than he actually had uh as he is engulfed in the flames and he perishes perishes um killing Take that and your skin and feelings yeah uh, so now your wanted stars go up, like in GTA, because you killed the <laughs> Not like you guys didn't just kill all those guards either, so, um... Police sirens in the background. <laughs> guards are on the way. Uh, but that was at the top of your turn. What do you do next? You have your full action bonus and move. Um, Tygon is going to move up to this guy and then dodge you ready to dodge. and just get ready to dodge adam mm -hmm. nice. yeah. okay all right do you have anything you want to do on your bonus action no okay great you are no longer concentrating on heat metal unless you want to continue just cooking that demarian knight on the ground um with your <laughs> heat metal i mean the metal's still there it's still hot but he you know he's that guy's dead uh but still <laughs> you're up uh, Vestel, as she's like starting to run into the forest, she sees everything happening behind her. And she sees um, the halfling trying to push over the uh, the wagon. And she's kind of like, ah. And she'll, he'll, she'll run over next to him and start pushing as well for her action. Oh, okay. Uh, give me an athletics roll, please, actually. Okay. With advantage, because he's helping you, because you're mm. helping. Okay. A seven. Oh, wait, uh, no, that's 12. A 12. That's a 12. Oh. Uh, that's, um, uh, you both uh, are giving it a really good effort. However, it's just not enough. Uh, I think maybe somewhere in the back of your head, you're blaming him for being so little, because it seems <laughs> like you're doing all the pushing, and he's just right. not building the correct Push moment, harder. But, yeah, Put your exactly. back into it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe he just doesn't want to work with you because he doesn't trust you. But you don't know. You can hash that out later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, is there anything else you'd want to do with your bonus action? Perhaps the rest of your um, Yeah, she she pushes. She realizes nothing's going to happen. And she sees the knight. And she's like, Taita, protect me. She touches her amulet, which kind of shines with this bright light as she casts the Shield of Faith. Oh, on, on herself? herself? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Plus two nice. AC. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? That's it. Okay. Uh, star comes up, and um, so good playing all of these magic users, I guess. Uh, she is uh, going to different, different change of pace for us. Yeah, everybody here is a uh, magic user, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this. Um, lays out she uh sees that it's going all right and she actually she's gonna come over here and um oh i already used that and that she's gonna cast a thunder wave at it at him uh oh jeez. okay well i had a really low roll she rolled a seven damage uh he fails his but he fails the the save he takes a small amount of damage, but he is actually pitched off of his uh, horse as well. Oh, and he has the 1d4 too, so that takes away. You said the silver or mind uh, the mind sliver. Is... Okay. 
1d4, yep. 1d4. I'm going to go ahead and use that up. Okay, well, he really fails the crap out of that saving throw. <laughs> uh, and he falls on his off of his horse. He takes another 1d6 of uh, fall damage. Okay, so... Uh, all right. And he is now... He is now prone, but no longer has his headache. He has a different kind of headache uh, as Star um, comes back behind the wagon. Brother Lucas, he actually, you all look, those of you who can see Brother Lucas, he's almost panicking, and he uh, he runs deeper into the forest. He's <laughs> like, not again, I can't. It's like, no. Uh, Revel is also going to keep pushing in earnest. Uh, he's he's uh, yelling at you. Vasily is like, "Come on, you push harder!" Uh, he's got a low roll, so he's he's actually probably he really is actually the problem. Uh, why is not going anywhere? <laughs> uh, top of the round, this guy he gets up and he uh, comes over here. One, two, three. Dang. Okay. He's going to have to swing at you again, Tygon. He had to use half of his movement to get up. Disadvantage. Yeah, I, I dodged. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> that was smart. So smart. Does a 14 hit you? Uh, 15 is my AC. Oh my god. So he hobbles I'm over and not. you are ready for his great sword swing as he swings at you. And uh, he completely misses. Now, is that only on the first attack? Because he has two. Yeah, I don't really. All, yeah. all of his attacks? Wow. I believe it's for all attacks. Well, we'll go ahead turn. and give it to you because he misses the shit out of that one as well. And he, uh, you can hear the frustration in his voice. Man, you guys. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> as we move into, uh, he's actually, no, that's all of his movements. So he can't do anything else. Man, you guys really stopped him in his tracks with that. Kaldor, you are up with Tygon on deck. Seeing Revel kind of like try to like mess with the cart, I go, kill the knight first. We'll deal with the cart after. There's only one left. Come on. And um, I will stand up again and um, shoot a frostbite at the, the, at the knight. Over the cart and just... Yeah, kind of... Yeah. Okay. Uh, what... Is involved with a DC so, con save DC sixteen. Well, man, uh, I am rolling really low on that. So <laughs> five cold damage. So five cold. Wow. And disadvantage on his next weapon attack roll as well. Oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, we'll just do the confused mark again, so I don't have to spend time looking for that. Um, and I'll move a see. little bit back here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, you're gonna move a little bit. Yeah, I'm just moving a little bit to the side. Okay. Uh, you guys see this blue beam of frost cover uh, hits him in the armor, and you can see the frost kind of uh, forming on his armor. So he kind of breaks. Breaks, tries to break the rest of it off so he has uh, unrestricted movement, but it's he's having a hard time uh, with that. Do you have anything for your bonus action? Yeah, that's it for me. All right, Tygun, you see this knight, he is uh, he is at disadvantage. He's covered, half covered in frost. What do you do? Tygon uh, takes another stab with the rapier. 
for 16. 16. Uh, 16 uh, does not hit you. Uh, hit his armor, but I mean, it is, it's like full plate, or yeah, it's like full plate, so it kind of glances off of it. You don't find the weak spot okay. in his armor. Okay. Um, you have a bonus action as the, well. Bonus action, I'm going to grant uh, a bar. Bardic inspiration to star. Oh, all right. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to make you, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> beautiful. Do your beautiful thing. She kind of glances at you. It's just like, you know, she's all business. So she's like, yeah, uh, right on, you know, not for the beautiful, but because of your call to action is and you're you're getting the rest of you are getting that not tiger he's he's, <laughs> he's flirting sure it's not because i flattered her sure <laughs> is there anything you want to do with your movement are you planning on moving away no all right estelle you see um you see the knight closing in uh he's actually got his eyes on you right now too and he's you know it's like cleric help me what are you doing She just kind of shakes her head. She's like, this is not Titar's will. And um, she'll reach her hand out towards him and uh, cast calm emotions again. Kind of kind of far out so that it doesn't hopefully hit. Uh... I can do that. Yeah, we can okay. We can just say that. Does that. And that's a uh, Christmas, Christmas saving throw. Come on, let's go. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So he did another nat one, uh, which is crazy because it's like my fourth one today. Um, and he, well, what's the deal with this? If he has a saving throw if he's in a, uh, uh, Is there anything about if he's in combat? No, it's just uh, strong emotions. Feel the saving throw. No, yeah, he's indifferent. He, he doesn't get advantage or anything. Um, and how long does that last? A minute? Mm -hmm. He, uh, you see him. And he's like, he lowers his greatsword to the ground. She'll yell out, let us pass. It's Titar's will. Uh, and he, he stands down as you say that. Uh, we're going to be wrapping this up uh, shortly, guys. But uh, right now, it's uh, Star's turn. He sees that the uh, knight has uh, stood down, and um, she's going to flick her hand and cast Hold Person on the knight while you do that. Uh, and that's a what is that? A Wisdom saving throw. Oh, and he fails. And you see him. He's like this, and he stays still, like, oh, oh, oh. and she says. Tie him up, quick! And uh, Brother Lucas, he is hiding in the forest. Revel comes over here in the meantime, and he pulls out 50 feet of rope. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, is very adept at with the rope, and he ties them up. Does anyone want to do anything at this point? Because we're going to go ahead and end combat. We're at the top of the round. Revel has managed to bind him and push him over so now he's uh, tied up on the ground as he is as he's held. Does anyone want to do anything combat-wise? Because William will just end it. 
Saigon just spits on him. <laughs> okay. We are going to have move. <laughs> Does that count as an attack? I don't know. Maybe it should. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move right out of combat. As you guys happen to manage to uh, bring this uh, knight down and not kill him. After a minute, the calm emotions uh, uh, wears off, and so does the whole person. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like struggling underneath his uh, uh, bindings. Uh, does anyone want to do anything at this moment? Okay. So what do we do with him? I think we sort of just start to gather together, and then I'm like, all right, now we can get the card up. All right. Uh, we'll just go ahead and um, uh, we'll go ahead and end it there. Just as a lead into the next uh, to the next episode, you guys are trying to manage to putting the cart back together. Uh, Brother Lucas does finally come out of hiding to the maybe the disgust of some of you, but he uh, ends up casting mending on some of the the axles and stuff so that it. Uh, trying to get the cart back up to shape. Uh, Star says, we need to get going before more arrive. Um, we'll need to hide his body into the, into the forest. And uh, we'll go ahead and pick this up on the next episode. Um, and I guess that'll end our session for tonight. We'll Ooh. be back in two weeks on Wednesday, February 21st for the next exciting episode of Tales of Terror Mirror, Veiled Threats. Uh, check out our YouTubes and our podcast uh, this weekend. This episode episode should be up uh, by then. We'll also have a rerun of tonight's episode right here on Twitch next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, join us right now for our, on our Discord for some after-show discussions. And um, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you had fun, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Bye.